1: I think I'm going to put this bottle down I guess as time goes on I'll grow to miss it less than I will now And I think I'm going to tell her That I'm going to go away for
2: a while Till I can get this thing.
3: It is 11 a.m. right here on a Friday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and welcome into Southern Fried Sports. I'm Joe Gaither, filling in for Travis Ryer, As I've been doing all weekend, it's been an absolute blast to be speaking with you every day from 11 to 12. And today I'm joined by a whole casting crew of uh, mischievous guys. Uh, I'm joined by James Benedetto on my left. I'm joined by James Ludeman behind the glass. Jay, are you playing with us this hour? Okay, all right, Jr. You might want to hop on a mic so everybody can hear you. Jr. Moore, joining me today. Good, good.
4: morning. There, there we go. There right. we go. There
3: we go. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeGather6 and send all your comments, questions, queries, and complaints there for me to laugh at and ignore, probably. Uh, you can find James Benedetto at James underscore Benedetto.
5: You can send any type of comments you need me, uh, for me, for Jr. And for Joe. I'll let them know. Or DMs. DMs yeah.
3: all go to Benedetto. Yeah,
5: all
1: that comes to me.
3: You can follow J.R. Moore at... J.R. Moore Roll Tide on the Twitters.
1: And James Ludeman at... James Ludeman. Nice and easy.
3: Okay, you got that figured out. So, it's uh, Southern Fried Sports. want to remind you that today's program is always brought to you by Peterbrook Chocolatier. Head on over there to 1530 McFarland Boulevard East. Over there by Southern Alehouse... And the chocolate lady's got all your sweet treats and everything that you could ever want there. Chocolate-covered popcorn, chocolate-covered strawberries. You in the doghouse with the lady, James? Chocolate-covered strawberries, always a good go-to.
1: Okay. Now, I mean, I, I'm I'm more concerned about them espresso beans, bro. That's what I'm waiting I'm, on. Uh,
3: I'm going as soon as they get back so that I can say hey to the chocolate lady and ask her how her trip was.
1: Let me know. I'll Venmo you the money. All right. So we're
3: going to get in on the chocolate-covered espresso beans. you ever had those, James? I have not. I need to get out Chocolatey, crunchy... A, a, a shot of energy, basically. Yeah,
5: very see, good. I need that for a morning like this. I'm hey. a little, I'm a little tired today, and I, I really need. Yeah, you don't
3: like usually that. get up early, do you? No, I'm, a, I'm a night owl. Why
5: guy. are you
1: tired? Just curiosity.
5: Well, I was watching that Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, New York Islanders game, and I was really upset to see uh, your Lightning beat my Islanders. I was really upset about it, so yeah. that's why I was up so late.
3: Usually, 11 in the morning is a little too early for these hockey guys over here. Just a little bit. But y'all, but y'all, season ended last night, didn't it?
5: Yeah, season ended. It's over. Tampa Bay goes to the finals. So James, this is my public apology to you. I'm sorry for picking the Islanders over the Lightning.
3: I'm You're gonna apologize to the man while he's on the phone and he can't hear you. Yeah, this is the one mo- ear the, the phone. Yeah,
5: this is my way of doing it because I can't admit defeat that way. That's so okay. That's it's, it. on it's, it's on
3: the
0: recording.
5: It's on the. It's on the recording. You can listen to it later. That's right. That's right.
3: James is actually lining up a, a guest for me real quick, and I'm actually really, really excited about this. Uh, we're gonna be joined by WGN Radio and NBC Sports analyst adam Hogue, uh he works with uh, northwestern football as a sideline reporter he reports on the chicago white Sox and my chicago bears and let's we'll step right out uh adam Hogue. how you doing today sir what's up joe i'm good
4: uh getting ready to head over to a bears practice and it's been a pretty busy day already with some of this uh alan robinson stuff
3: absolutely thank you so much for i know you're slam pack, so thank you so much for joining me. we'll keep this nice and tight uh again thank you and I'm honored that you were able to join me uh, I want to take I want to take us through kind of a timeline real quick take us through your thought process in the last month and a half as you're a northwestern uh, sideline reporter take us through your timeline your thought process the last month and a half with the big ten canceling its season and now opting to return to play
4: yeah you know I um, I think that there's certainly some miscalculations that were made at times um, I think the big 10 had the right intention and truly were putting the health and safety of the student athletes uh, as a priority. Um, I think they thought maybe though, that once they canceled things that or postponed their season, that everyone else would follow suit and the whole, you know, college football world would be united and trying to, follow the science and determine when it was the proper time to play. And then obviously that didn't happen uh, because leagues like the SEC did not follow. And uh, it kind of put the big 10 in a bad spot, but um, I know there's a lot of debate about what truly the priorities here. Is it money? Um, is it the science? You know, obviously a money is always going to be a factor in college football, but things did actually change in the past month.
3: Sure.
4: And, I was kind of following that and did understand that. And the biggest change was the testing. I mean, this antigen testing that they can get responses back right away. And talking on a conference call with Northwestern's head team physician the other day, he said it was a game changer because they can get testing results back before, uh, you know, a player is potentially even positive, uh, excuse me, contagious. Which is huge for containing the virus if one of the players did um, test positive. So I understand there's a lot of motivation, you know, different motivations here, and everyone, it's a divisive subject. But I truly do believe them when they say that some of the technology and uh, science has changed here in the last month, and they feel like that they can have a much safer season than they thought they could a month ago.
3: I totally – reading up on it, the testing really uh, allowed them to come back and play this year. Will you be allowed to do sideline this year?
4: You know what, to be honest, uh, that's still to be determined. Um, You know, I don't expect there to be fans at the games. That's just my own expectations. I mean, nothing's really been said. But here up up here in the Chicago area, I mean, there hasn't been spectators that really – any sports except some of the there's like a minor league baseball team in the one of the suburbs. Um so I, I mean if the stands are empty, I would hope that I'd be uh be able to at least report from there. But that's all to be determined. We'll figure that stuff out. I know it that's sort of uh what's been done so far if you've been watching some of the college football game the last couple weeks where like the sideline reporters have been in the stands and close to the field and, and maybe that's what'll end up happening. Well
3: with the 20, One of the rules that kind of stuck out to me was that the Big Ten is making the players who test positive sit out for 21 days as opposed to the 10 or the 14 days that other conferences are doing, um, which would pretty much mean that they'd miss three weeks and three games. Would this create a potential opportunity for a Northwestern type of school to sneak into uh, the top end of the league if, you say, your Ohio State's or your Penn State's have to put uh, key players into quarantine? Well, or you could
4: look at it the other way if key players for Northwestern go out, then they're really uh, at a disadvantage because those other schools you mentioned tend to have uh, five-star recruits waiting uh, on the bench when uh, guys do go down. So I guess it depends how you look at it. Um, You know, they already had their left tackle opt-out, which is disappointing. Um, Understandable. But, you know, I, I say disappointing in the sense that uh, and it's not just Northwestern. It's a lot of these Big Ten schools. They've had athletes that were caught in the middle of all this and didn't really know what to do and made you know pretty significant life decisions uh, based off some of this in the timeline. And, and that's where it just doesn't seem fair to them. So I hope the right thing is done. And some of those guys that have even signed with agents to go to the NFL are allowed to play. Uh, I can't think of more of an extenuating circumstance than this situation that's existing right now in our world. Uh, but you know the NCAA doesn't always operate with common sense so I just hope that's rectified.
3: We have a radio host who uh, says the NCAA stands for never correct about anything so I'm right there with you <laughs> they, they should let uh, let those players kind of rectify that and say you know let them out of their uh, contracts with the agents and let them back into college football if they want to be. Well, I, got, I got two more quick ones for you because I know you're about to get out to go to practice. Uh, 40 games and we're going to shift to baseball. 40 games into the baseball season, the White Sox clinched the playoffs for the first time in, I believe, 12 years. Now, Tim Anderson is hitting 365, eight home runs, 20 RBIs, and he's a local boy from Hillcrest High School, uh, right about Ten minutes away from this this, this station right now. How much has Tim Anderson meant to this organization as he's been kind of a centerpiece of the rebuild that that the White Sox have orchestrated?
4: Well, Tim Anderson's been been everything. Uh, You know, he was uh, a first round draft pick that you know he wasn't top of the round. So I think expectations. You know how the baseball draft is. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, With some of these prospects, and you know, early on, and he he's been playing through all this. um, You know, even before the White Sox decided to go into this deep rebuild, but the way he has just burst onto the scene the last couple seasons, it's not just what he's doing and those numbers you you listed off. I mean, he is a huge part, uh, really become a huge part of the city of Chicago, and uh, they, you know, he and his wife bought a house here uh, in. I believe last winter and, you know, I've kind of made this their home and, and he's, he's really trying to make a difference, not only on the field, but also in the African American community here in Chicago, which you don't have to, uh, you know, live in Chicago to see the stories on the news about some of the violence and issues that's been going on. So, um, you know, he's been doing outstanding things. I can't think of a, a, a better face of the franchise right now. And that's what, how I would describe him. I, th- I think Tim Anderson is the face of the Chicago White Sox right now. And he got some pub- national attention last year by winning the betting title. He could win it again this year. But more importantly, if the White Sox are really going to go into the playoffs as the top seed in the American League and potentially make a World Series run, um, that's going to get him the attention that, that he really deserves nationally. And uh, I know Tuscaloosa should be you know proud of him. For what he's done since uh, since he's left there
3: yeah he's really taken off and i love watching him play i'm going to get you out of here on two real 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 quick ones here i wouldn't let you i wouldn't be able to live with myself if i didn't ask a bears question would robert will robert quinn be able to make his debut this weekend and are the bears going to be able to iron this thing out without alan robertson
4: yeah um questions i wish i had more concrete answers <laughs> sure. on. we'll get a better sure. better idea on robert quinn here as i head over to practice but I do think it's a positive sign. He's been limited in practice this week, and and um, that should help. If he if he's not out there at least this week, maybe he'll be a game-time decision this week. Then you think he would at least be back by next week. Sure. Um, the, the Giants' offensive line looked horrible on Monday night against the Steelers. So uh, maybe they can get it by another week without him. Of course, if you do have him, then you could really do some damage. The Allen Robinson situation uh, is interesting. You know, there's a gap. It's complex. Some of the recent contract extensions that's been handed out across the NFL, Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup. those two guys both posted almost the exact same numbers as Allen Robinson last year, and yet their contract extension differ by $4 million per year, which is a pretty, uh, pretty big gap. And I think Robinson's sort of stuck in the middle of that. And I think that's what probably caused this thing to not get done last weekend and uh, maybe they can still iron it out before Sunday I think both teams are are both sides are motivated to get a deal done but um, it's you, you don't want it to get uglier than it already did earlier this week
3: absolutely Adam thank you so much for joining me I know you're about to hit to practice go follow Adam uh, at, at Adam Hogue on Twitter uh, check out his podcast with his partner Adam Johns the Hogan Johns podcast that can be found on the athletic. Adam Adam Hogue from WGN Radio and NBC Sports. Man, I really really appreciate. It. I'm honored that you gave me some time this morning. Thank you so much.
4: Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you as a podcast. Uh,
3: no problem. Give Eddie Jackson our love. Thank you, man. All right, see you. Yes, sir. That's uh Alan Hogue and uh Adam Adam Hogue and I am uh, just a huge fan of his. Honestly, uh, him and his partner Adam Johns make me feel like I'm inside the Bears organization with their podcast every week. Even though I'm like thousands of miles away or hundreds of miles away. Uh, So it's really cool for him to take some time out for me uh, just to talk a little Big Ten football and Tim Anderson and give me a Bears question or two. We're going to take a quick break on Southern Fried Sports, and when we come back, let's talk about this U.S. Open. We'll talk about uh, Browns and Bengals last night and look ahead to this football weekend right here on Southern Fried Sports, Your home on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
2: If you're out. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and is brought to you by Everwood Treatment Company, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood, treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama football wrapped up this week of preseason practice with Thursday's workout at the Thomas Drew practice field. Offensive lineman Landon Dickerson has been working at guard and center for the Tide, and the senior knows it's time to be a leader. Football at its
3: core doesn't change that much. I mean, it's really just this year's a new team, and that's how every year is. So you have to adjust to that. And for me, it's, you know, this is my fifth year, and I think this was time for me to kind of be an older guy, be a little more vocal, speak up, and, you know, really kind of get this team going for this year. My job really is to know everybody's assignment on the plays and
2: run them how coach wants them to be run. I think it's pretty simple when you look at it from that perspective. I'll have more in a moment.
0: Everwood Treatment Company is wood treated right. Everwood is the most technologically advanced pressure treated wood available. That means no rotting, no decay, no problems. Just wood treated right. Everwood is your treated wood source and the official pressure treated lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you're looking to add or replace decks, outdoor structures, or commercial jobs, choose Everwood for wood treated right. If you need it, we'll get it to you. To locate your local Everwood store, visit everwoodtreatment.com. Everwood Treatment, official lumber of the Alabama. Crimson Tide.
2: Four members of the Alabama soccer team have been named to the 2020 SEC preseason watch list. Seniors Bryn Martin and Casey Wirtz, along with junior Riley Mattingly and sophomore Raina Reyes earned the honor. Alabama opens a season at home on Saturday against Tennessee at 1 p.m. Central with the match televised on the SEC Network. And that's your bam update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. A warm afternoon with with a partially sunny sky. The high today, 85. Fair and pleasant tonight, below
0: 63. Cooler tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. The high 79. And a beautiful day on Sunday. Sunshine in full supply with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide.
3: Welcome back in to Southern Fried Sports on a beautiful Friday. Joe Gaither sitting in for Travis Ryer, joined by James Benedetto and James Ludeman. You know, there are three Jameses here. My first name is James, James Joseph. So we're all set right here. Yeah, but you go by Joe. That's that's just a
5: weird way to do things, man. Why? I, I, why do you go by Joe? That makes no sense. Just Jam- go by James. James I don't think
3: a, it counts. James is a family name. Every Nearly every, well, not every, most males in my family is James something. James something. Okay. My dad is
1: James
5: Jeffrey. Yeah, see, I'm named after my dad. I'm James Dominic Benedetto Jr. You're, so, I'm,
3: Domi- I'm, Dominic as well. Yeah. All right. So, thing. can I
1: tell you a funny story about my James sure, heritage? Sure. So, my name is my grandfather's name was William James Ludeman. My name is James Aaron Ludeman. My stepdad's name, no joke, is William Burton James. Don't know how that even happened. just a nice combo of the two. It really is. Yeah.
5: <laughs> if I could have been James James. <laughs> see, James James have to call you jim in
3: that somehow
1: no i only let people over 65 call me jim okay
3: i used to get so mad at people jay well, we'll just call you jj no no you won't no 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 you won't no joe's I, good enough. i just won't won't respond that's how that'll go all <laughs> right so we got us open round number two of a Wingfoot in new york and you know we're blessed by a native new yorker
5: yeah I was yeah. waiting for that Empire State of Mind to come on, and I was New about to start. York, yeah, I was about to start jamming out when Alicia Keys started giving me
3: that. Woo.
5: Yeah, I, exactly,
3: Rick Frere. exactly. Yes, sir. Rick Ric Flair's from North Carolina, though. I know, but I heard the woo. Okay. So, all right, come on now. Yeah, I gotta okay. know what I know. All right, so tell me about Wingfoot. What do you know about Wingfoot? Like, what 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 is it about this course that makes it so tough? Well, it's right on the water,
5: and that's kind of the re- the really big issue that golfers have with this one is. Depending on the wind that's coming off the water, it changes the ball trajectory and all of that jazz. And uh, the greens, again, depending on the day, if it rained the night before or if it's a colder day, will you know it'll change the green reads and everything like that. So it'll be a little harder on some days and a little softer on others. Um, it's about thirty minutes to an hour outside of the city, so it's actually like right there in Westchester County. Um, and it's it's a really good golf course, but it's a tough one. And and to see the scores that we're seeing is is pretty interesting. It must be. Again, like these golfers, really, they're they're incredible about how they can read greens and how they can do their job. I mean, with meticulous accuracy. So uh, for them to be doing as well as they're doing this weekend, it's really shocking for me. Have you ever
3: played there? I
5: have not had the. Pl- do you the know people much. who played there? Uh, actually no. We're. I think the the course out in the Hamptons. I'm forgetting what the name is now. Um, but that's the one that most of my friends come um, to the
3: go. Hamptons. Yeah, come to the, ha- the Hamptons. I, know. I sound
5: so. <laughs> I sound so like preppy and bougie, and I look down on you because I said the Hamptons, and it makes me feel sick. I hate that. So, do you play golf at all? Uh, I mean, as a hockey? hockey player, you're supposed to, but like, I'm not really that good. So, all in the hips, right? Yeah, it's all in the it's hips. In everything the hips. goes right to left for me because I'm a right hand shot, so everything goes right to left. Sweeping so, motion, yeah, exactly. So you,
3: just, so you just you just you just like aim way to the right, and it'll sw- sweep out. I mean, to the middle. That's what you would think, but you know, it never works. That it way. never works that way. Come on. All now. right, so JT's in the lead. He's he hasn't teed off today. Our man Justin Thomas, national champion, looking for a second major to win uh, in his career. Uh, I believe he's looking for a second major win. I think he's only a one-time major champion. Um, but he he's at 500. under. He he posted 500 under yesterday, and really he left a few putts out there. Uh, which is really not that big a deal because he just tapped him right in for par right after. Uh but he could have gone even lower with just a little bit more oomph on a couple of those putts. Uh but he set a he set a course record at uh, at at Wingfoot for 65. I believe the the record was 66 at a U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and I believe he and he, he set a course record. So. He's in first, followed by Patrick Reed, the most punchable face in all of golf, is is 4-under. He's one, one, off, one off the lead. And right now, Louis Oosthuizen is 3-under. He's he's actually on the course right now. So Patrick Reed's not playing quite yet, but Oosthuizen is on the course for his round. He's through 15 holes, and he's 3-under. Uh, he's 3-under. In total. So he's, he's two shots behind JT for the lead. Xander Shoffley is two under, three shots behind JT. He's finished 14 holes today. Uh, that's really all who's in striking distance. I want to highlight my buddy Harris English, who went to a rival high school of mine. He's two under, three shots off the lead. We'll tee off later in the day. And we'll just be keeping an eye on uh, the U.S. Open all throughout. Basically, whenever JT's in contention, we're, we're watching.
5: Yeah, especially with him leaving a couple putts yesterday, I feel like he's really going to be hard on himself. I mean, the course record's great, but you know him and how competitive he really is. If he doesn't win this weekend, that that doesn't mean anything to him. So, for him to uh, to just come out as strong as he's done, and and really his his short game has looked really good. So, I, I'm I am not going to guarantee a victory, but I see a pretty good trajectory for the man if he uh, keeps it going at this rate.
3: James, you think he can pull it off and win? Yeah. I
5: mean, I don't know. What do you think, Luterman?
1: I mean, look, JT, I I still would argue, is the best golfer in the world. I I mean, and I'm not just saying that because he's Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Dustin Johnson's right there too. But, man, the way JT is playing, if he continues putting the way he has in this tournament so far in the first day and a half, uh, he's going to be just fine. I, I think this course is tough for everybody. I mean, you look at Phil Mickelson, nine under. Tiger had a horrible ending to his day, but he he did okay. But, I mean, it's just... I, yeah, Laker, he went
3: he went three over on his last three holes, right?
1: Yes, he did. Ugh. And here's the thing, and this is what I said yesterday, is I think the winner of this tournament is not going to be some high high number, like a minus no, 15. No, no. It's going to be like be close a six. To even. Six or seven, maybe.
3: Yeah, JT might fall, might fall back today, but the winner is not going to go super low. It's not going to be, what was it, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, when, uh, when Justin Johnson was 20 under or 25? Oh, he, was 30,
1: he finished 32 yeah, under. crazy. It's insane. Ridiculous. I don't even know how you do that oh, in a game of golf.
3: Is this Xander Shawley looking for his ball <laughs> out, in the, out in the rough?
1: We've been there. Yeah. Every single one of us. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, oh yeah. I've there. been there picking through the woods. Like, is that my ball through there?
1: My it, ball actually joined a family of squirrels one time, and it oh, was Tony fantastic. Female.
3: It's Finau.
5: How, do you want to explain how that happened? or
1: It, it was a ceremonial thing. Oh, no, I, I didn't no. get in the way. Okay. I just grabbed the new ball.
5: Yeah, Tony Fiannau looks like me right now when I go right to left every single time and I miss the green by like at <laughs> least 15 to 20 yards. I have a
1: horrible slice. That's my thing. Yeah. Every ball off the tee is to the right. I know it's going to be to the right. I've tried to fix it. I, I can't. I don't understand. I just don't get I've adjusted my swing, everything. I don't know what to do. You're
3: going to have to call Coach Sanderson because WIMP, while I thought he, he quit golf. Well, he's quit golf a dozen times over. But I'll tell you this: he he always says I'm not, that he's not there very good. But he studies the swing, and so it, it, I I bet Coach would be a great golf coach. Would be able to just ride the ride the cart with me, Coach, and tell me what I'm doing wrong, and uh, you know take ten shots off my game and still probably not break a hundred. So that's
5: great. And that and our intern James Ogletree. He's a, he's a stud golfer.
3: Is I, it really?
1: I hear yeah, that. unbelievable.
5: I've heard unbelievable. that before. Yeah, he's been, like, playing
1: since I think he was, like, a little kid. And we he's need just to do an intern, like, golf tournament. Let's yeah. see. Let's
3: get a sponsor. Old Colony, sponsor us up. Yeah.
1: Old Colony, if you're listening, and I know you are because we're awesome, sponsor this tournament, man. Make it happen.
3: I'm down. I'm down for the links. I'm down for Tall Pines, Hidden Meadows, whoever. We'll, we'll, we'll get out there and there's, like, 15 of us. We all have a friend or two that can play. That can sign up and play.
1: So let me ask you guys this then: If we do an intern tournament, I'll, okay, because I think you've already said James Ogletree would win it. Yeah. But what do you think would be the like the final, like the, the, who, the winning the winning the winning round? score? What would it be
3: for a four-round tournament or just one round?
1: Let uh, I bet Ogletree shoots eighty-three. Eighty-three. That's really eighty-five. Good. Mm. Uh, you
5: know what? I don't know. And he might be under that. I think he's that good. Uh, really? I, I really think he's that good. So like,
1: 78? Yeah,
5: I could see him there. Has anyone actually
1: seen him play?
5: Well, I went to Top Golf with him one time. Call him. I went to. Top we went golf to Top. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get him on the phone. Okay? And see what he thinks. And so you know how you get like you get like your first five balls and you're supposed to hit it in different targets. He hit every single target. No one that I know does that unless they're a golfer.
3: See, my wife hit kept it hitting it in the, the same middle.
5: target. Like he's boom hitting, boom yeah, boom. Exactly. Same and target. He's hitting it in the middle, like dead on the pin. In the middle, I'm like, this kid's unbelievable.
3: My wife whooped all her butts at uh, Topgolf maybe a month ago because she just kept popping it right into the uh, consistency, uh, right into the target, right yeah. in front of us. Just kind of sweeping it off the deck into the and it bounce, bounce, bounce in the target, bounce yeah. in the target.
5: Oh, and you know when like when people take the driver out and you hit that really nice swing and you hear that beautiful pop. That beautiful Love sound. That it's the sound. same thing like in baseball where you hear that home run pop. Love it. He had that
1: every single time he took a swing with the stroke. driver stroke. Oh, it's unbelievable.
3: Do you, do you understand? It's a stroke.
1: What did he say? I'm. Call, I'm. Call, he's going to come on the show right now. I'm yes. Let's okay. go. All right. All right.
3: Good. Good deal. Just going to filibuster for two minutes while he comes hey, on. That's fine. That's all right.
1: Well, do you agree with me
3: that Patrick Patrick Reed has the most punchable face in all of golf? I don't
5: like Patrick Reed. And looks, I also don't
3: like Adam Scott either. You know that, okay, you know okay. that long putter yeah, that he puts yeah. up against his chest? I think, you think that's, that's ridiculous. Cheating? You think it's kind of cheating? Using like a fulcrum kind of thing?
5: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I am so mad at him. Plus, like, my, uh, my family were Tiger Woods fans. Um, and so it's it's sad to see him three over right now. It really Ugh, is. T. Gray. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big loss for us today. Um, and I know my grandmother who's in Houston right now is watching this just screaming
3: at him the whole Ogletree, time. Ogletree, Ogletree, how you doing this morning?
6: What's going on, boys? How are we
3: doing? Hey, man, so we're just hypothe- doing a hypothetical. If all the interns and all the staff members and all the people got out and played around a round of golf, we're talking U.S. Open, just to cool you get you up to speed. Uh-huh. Um, you've been nominated as, as the best golfer we know. And uh, the, the, we were saying, okay, well, what's the score going to be? And I said 83 or 88. And uh, your boy Benedetto said, no, 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 lower than that, 78. What, what What's it going to be? Well, where are we playing? Let's just... For old, kick, old, kick, old Colony. Old Colony, yeah, kicks and giggles. Old the colony, home okay, of okay, the I University of Alabama.
6: Well, Benedetto, I appreciate your confidence in me, buddy, but... I I have actually never broken eighty at Old Colony in the eighty three eighty five okay. range. You hit probably, it right on the
1: head. I mean, yeah, he was. It right. is
6: probably more more my speed. I appreciate it. That that is my goal every time I play Old Colony is to is to break eighty. But I haven't gotten to that point yet. We're, James, we're what's your best?
1: What's your best score in a golf game? Matt,
6: my my round. best ever round, for an eighteen hole round is a seventy three back okay. in like right before Good my senior Lord. year of high okay,
3: school. Okay, come on now. So you can like make me better. You can you
5: can str- so. straighten up my okay. straight, straighten up my drive. He one hundred percent can make you better. You want
6: to talk about consistency? I, I, I think I could. Mindset. I think I could, Joe Gaither. I I, I feel like you've got a, a good amount of talent to work with that oh. I, that I could mold into into oh, wow. an excellent player.
1: Yeah. There there's kiss. no brownie points going <laughs> on That's here, a, yo. I,
6: I, I see I see all kinds of potential in you, Joe Gaither. Kiss
5: up to the boss. <laughs> I huh? can't
6: tell be, if he's man.
1: lying or not. That's he's, the problem.
3: He's a hundred percent lying. He's 100%.
6: Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There, There's potential in everybody. You just have to unlock it. Oh, you no. Know yeah. okay, okay.
5: tree, Sure, sure. All right there, buddy. Benedetto. Relax.
6: Benedetto, you, you got your hockey background. I'm I'm sure we could make a great golfer out of you, too.
5: Yeah, if I could start going from right to left, I think I'd be all right. Uh, I hear you.
6: <laughs> it, it's those wrists, man. I mean, legit, do you think that's what it is? Like your hockey wrists, and that, just, that You just kind of like flip the club over?
5: Yeah, that and I fly my hips open. So every time I... Open up on my left hip, it it will sail out left just because I'm uh, I looking gotcha. like I'm trying yeah. to aim there.
1: So one of our other interns, Bryant Horn, we also said he he's well he's he's down for the tournament. So we're getting it. Done. I
3: watched, I saw Bryant Horn at Top Golf. Uh, I was about to say, Brian I, I love. Hey, him, you man.
1: improved his swing though,
3: just for the record. You know what? I honestly think no one has ever taught him how to swing golf club, and so he's just out there doing it. And like I gave him two little like, hey, Tips.
1: Keep, keep your feet
3: straight, you know. Uh, He's, he's gripping it like – he was gripping it like a hockey club. Yeah, there you go. That, 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 that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so. makes sense. We'll, we'll work with yeah, Brian. Maybe he can get there. Yeah, maybe he can get there. Uh, Ogletree, thanks for jumping in here, man.
6: Are you, oh, you? hey, are, hey are we Go ahead. Yeah, I I was going to say, are we actually getting a tournament together? Is that in the works?
3: I mean, we may we might start it. we got to find somebody who will host us and – uh. Find a sponsor and I mean I don't see why not. It's just gonna take some work. We could throw it up on the Tide
5: YouTube page. It, it, absolutely. If
3: we if we oh, if we jump
6: through time. all the hoops, sign me up. I'm there.
3: All right, let's do it. Hey, uh talk through this just for a moment about ACA and Bibb County tonight. You're going out to Bibb County, watch that. Yeah,
6: other- that's right. Going out to Bibb County. It's uh it's actually a matchup between the top two teams in class four A right now. Uh ACA is ranked number one, Bibb County number two. This is Bibb County's first year. Um, Well, I don't know if it's their first year in class of 4A, but they were 5A last year, and now they've dropped down to 4A. So uh, it should be a great matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Both teams uh, have a lot of firepower, ACA. Their passing attack is always strong. They've got this running back, Brandon Waller, who tore his hamstring last year and sat out most of the year, and now he's back. He's their starting running back, and he's averaging almost 10 yards a carry. And then on the other side, Bibb County has their running back, Deshaun Morell, who's a UCLA commit, and he and he has seven hundred fifty some yards in three games. So it should be. Uh... I don't know if it'll be a ground and pound. might be a quick game are, for you. Yeah, it, it, it might. It might. We, we might be done by 9-30, 9-45, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one tonight. Top two teams in Class 4A.
3: There you go. We'll look forward to reading about it on Tide 109 and Tide109.com and on the Tuscaloosa thread, of course. James, we're going to take a quick break. Thanks for playing for just a minute,
6: man. Absolutely. Talk to break. you later, guys. Yes,
3: sir. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the football that's happening this weekend right here on Tide 100.9.
0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
4: I'm in a New York state of mind.
0: back on and
2: rushing back out with it as plays it back in and goes burrowing in after it pumps it on further and continue to work coming by now is Goodrow Goodrow around behind Oh, it's really good. Scores! Yes! Yes! Sorelli yes. yeah. has scored in overtime and the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to the Stanley
3: Cup Final Don't wanna waste more time Who are the Lightning? What sport do they play? I'm in a New
5: York State. Hey, I know them as the Tampa Bay Rangers because they have half my oh, team. Oh, get
3: out of here. Hey. I'll Welcome back to is. Southern Fried Sports. Joe Gaither, James and James joining us, closing down. We got, oh, man, this show has fl- flown by. You just heard the, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning clinched a spot in the Stanley Cup finals. They're playing the stars, right?
1: Yes, sir. All, All right. Stanley's game Saturday one night tomorrow night. Lord Stanley's Cup. I think tr- I think out of all the sports though and just one of the throw greatest trophies. There, it, it really is. Ever. And it, it's the hardest to win. I think out of all the uh, sports it's the hardest uh, to win.
5: Hardest the hardest to win, all the names are engraved. I mean that's you get one day with it, you get and to And do I do whatever think that's the only
1: the only sport that won't have an asterisk next to it this year. No. Do no, not even it won't.
3: start me on asterisk. Do not start me on asterisk. Asterisk means lesser than? No. The uh, yeah, okay.
5: you know, I can't. I don't agree with Joe on a lot of things, but I have to agree with him on this one. There's no asterisk on this one. You
1: play the same amount of games, right? It was the same. Series. Every
3: NBA team went to the same bubble. Though so
1: the MLB won't have an asterisk next to it. They
3: all played 60 games. They're
1: not even playing half a season. So, oh, I just they're see. MLB is the season. only one I would argue. They're
3: playing a season. They're playing. What are they? They're probably playing five game series and then a seven game series and five, seven, and seven probably. Yeah, correct. Exactly like you would in the regular in a regular year. But you, but here's the
1: thing: you're, you're not going to say not... it's an.
3: You're not going to say it's an asterisk if the Tampa Bay Rays win it. No, I won't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but, <laughs> but here's the: so thing. there's no asterisk there. People Everybody want to put it in the there, same, and, and and people are stupid. Oh, that's true. You want to you, you want to say, oh, college football season, this championship is. You got to call it an asterisk. We ain't calling it an asterisk, even if even if it. Even if a team not named Alabama wins, it's not an asterisk season. We're all playing 10, ten conference games in, in the SEC. Whoever
1: wins the SEC title, that's not an asterisk. The Big Ten isn't. The Big Ten's not – their title's not an asterisk. So if the, You mean to tell me if Alabama goes and plays 10 games, but a, but a Big Ten school wins with eight games – you're you're not gonna think there's something wrong with well, that.
3: Well, let's 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 just play that scenario right out. If Ohio State wins their eight games and wins their ninth game for the championship game, gets selected to the college football playoff to play an eleven and 0 Alabama and beats Alabama, there's no mm-hmm. asterisk in that. Yeah, I mean, it, and, yeah. and beats an Oklahoma and beats a Clemson, beats a team like that. There's no asterisk in that. You want it on the field.
5: I can see, I can, I can see the issues on both ends here. But I also wonder, for like Alabama fans, are they going to be like, well, we played 10 SEC games. Of course they are. We should are. have something for that.
3: Of course they will. We, oh, our season was harder. Our season was more challenging. Like, it is, though. it is challenging. But you know what? These are the cards you're dealt. What's the things that you tell your kids, James? You get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. No. Is this, no. Is this candy bar I'm giving? I'm, I'm giving you a half a candy bar.
1: Is this an asterisk? No, you're still getting candy. No, but here's the thing. The Big Ten, they made their bed. That's why okay. I say if they if they win a national championship after everything that they've done and the stupid decisions their that they made— Their team will have earned it on the field. It's an asterisk still for me no, for them. No, their team will have
5: earned it on the field. You can't blame the teams for terrible—I Like I mean, like the 80s and Get a new that. commissioner! Get a new commissioner, then! Ju- you
3: think Justin Fields is going to look down at that national championship ring and think, yeah, this is an asterisk? No, he's going to say, wow, I'm glad I— Talked really loud to get our season put back on. I'm not played. putting
1: this on the player. I, I'm telling you, I think the player's fine. But the problem I have is you guys. I think you just did put it on the player. Yeah, like, but you no, did, I yeah. didn't. I'm you putting did. this on the commissioner of the Big Ten. This is his fault. I this mean, you, whole entire thing. Okay. Pac 12, too.
5: But do you think he really cares?
1: No. Well, and that's the your problem.
5: problem.
3: If, if <laughs> Oregon wins, if, if the Pac 12 comes back in place and Oregon wins a national championship by beating Ohio State and Alabama. There's no asterisk. Right there.
1: ne- first of all, that ain't ever gonna happen. So just well, first of I, I all, yeah. agree with you. We're yeah, talking all
3: hypotheticals. True. If some butts are candy and nuts, we're all having a merry good Christmas.
1: So you mean that let me ask you this then. If Alabama, let's just say for some crazy reason, loses two games in a conference schedule. All right. And Ohio State loses a game. You and and Alabama makes the college football playoff with two losses. All right. Okay. I'm with you. So what happens? to the Big 10 and say well uh, or anybody else who's from the SEC that only loses one or two games and and somebody from the Big 10 who plays less games get into the playoff and somebody from the SEC who plays more games you take, doesn't you take the four best teams that's what the that, that's what the criteria is we
3: take the four best teams and if the four best teams if one team played 8 games and the other played 10 use the dang eye test you can see who wins you can see oh Penn State, or you beat Ohio State, you beat Michigan, you beat you quality of wins. You've got a dang good quarterback. Your defense is nasty. Like you, you that's how we, that's how
1: we think, though. That's it, not how the NCAA well, thinks.
3: That's exactly how the college football playoff committee
1: thinks. We take, well, they yeah, still the four have to pick teams. those four teams. We take the four best teams. Plus, yeah, but if, they've they've done it to where they haven't done that before. Go ahead. James. Oh yeah, yeah.
5: And and plus, if you're thinking if an SEC team is that close and they had two extra games, I'm probably going to pick the Big Ten team. To be honest with you. Because you had two extra games to make up the difference, and you failed in that way. I think that that's at least in some way, shape, or form fair for players and teams on both sides on that
1: aspect. So is it fair that the SEC starts next weekend and and we're going to have a whole other month to wait for the Big Ten to finally show up and the Pac-12 even longer than that? that's Why not, does that matter? It, it matters it because of ranking. Now, now you're sitting here screwing up the entire ranking system for the Big Ten and Pac-12.
5: That's their fault for showing up late. That, And then also the ranking system doesn't really matter until we get close to the playoffs at the end of the day. They
3: only start ranking teams towards the end of October, which, guess which what, mean, Big Ten will be there. playing.
1: Well, uh, they, they played one game. I mean, the SEC would have played four by then. All right, well, that's,
3: that, that that's sucks on them for, for, for not being there.
1: Which is exactly why this season, to me, no matter what the outcome is, it's not going but to be asterisk, the same.
3: Asterisk connotes lesser than, connotes not as good as. And in, in, in my opinion, you can say Asterisk, but it has to commit, connote different. It has to connote not normal, not lesser than, not not as good, not, not as valuable of a championship. No, whoever wins this SEC championship, this will be one of the most coveted SEC championships in league history because it's conference only because yeah, it's conference, it's conference only, only and we played 10 10 league games and we went through the gauntlet and we made it the sec championship and we beat an 11th team who we may or may not have played earlier like this will be one of the most highly contested sec championships ever there's no reason for it to be an asterisk to connote lesser than or not as good as you know this this should be elevated like because it's much more competitive
5: Plus, like, look at Missouri that just had some cases come out. What was it, yesterday we were talking about this or two days ago? Yeah. Um, I think of it that way. Like These teams now have to figure it out in a 10 or 11-game SEC schedule. I mean, before, it used to be like, all right, we just have injuries. We'll just figure it out. Now you're losing multiple players. You're going to have to move guys around some things is going to have to change. There's going to be shake-up. Like, to me, I agree with you. There can't be an asterisk on this.
3: This feels like a, a, a welcome to the Thunderdome season. And that, that, that shouldn't feel a lesser-than season. It yeah. should feel like, oh, man, this season is awesome. Like, well, we're going to get the best each and every
1: week. Well, let me ask you guys this. And this is something I wish we had more time with Adam on because I would have liked to see what he yeah. said about it. But... Do you think a school not named Ohio State, or maybe even Alabama, like in the Big Ten SEC, maybe like a smaller school that's playing a conference schedule, do you think they have a better chance with a conference-only schedule to make the playoff this year? So
3: you're
5: talking like a Kentucky, maybe, for the Maybe a Kentucky,
1: and then in the Big Ten, maybe like a Minnesota, maybe like a Northwestern. If they win
3: their games. Yeah. I mean, that's all you got to do. Win your games. Get to the conference championship game and win that.
5: Plus, with those three teams, they've had relatively good seasons in the right. last couple of years, especially uh, like Minnesota, especially. Kentucky, like ranked really number twenty
3: three, right now. Kentucky's going to beat Auburn next week.
5: You that's a that hot in? take. You're, mean, put, you're ready for that. You're ready to like put, stake your claim on that. I put that on my sheet. Oh, I'm, I don't know about that.
3: I put that on my on my picking sheet for for the station.
5: Oh, and here's another thing too. Like home field advantage literally goes out the window too. Exactly. Twenty percent less capacity. Like road teams have way
3: much better. Can, uh, Kentucky is losing. Is beating Auburn next week. Is it at Auburn? Yeah. But I don't care.
1: That's a that's a hot take. Auburn has dealt
3: Auburn's dealt with a lot of COVID issues. As of earlier in the week, they were still down five starters per Mm -hmm. Gus Mm Malzon. Like a lot of mispractice time. You're losing that game.
5: Yeah. But I would also think that they would be preparing for something like this, right? I mean, you can't go into the season not being prepared for hey, we're they canceled a
3: scrimmage. They canceled a scrimmage because they didn't have enough bodies to play. Jeez, that's gonna be crazy.
5: But see that that gets us into what Charlotte did recently, and I know you're biting at the bit to. Uh, to well, get yeah, Charlotte this
3: canceled morning. their game on North Carolina this week, and it, it, because we don't have enough offensive linemen. Okay, there, I think there's a difference between we don't have enough football players, and we don't have enough wide receivers, linebackers, defensive backs, mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Like, did you? Oh, no, we talked about it yesterday. You didn't yeah. play football.
1: Did you play football, James Ludeman? No, nah, I was a bad
3: guy. All right, all right. Not so, good. when you play football in high school, which I, I'm not stating I was any good, I was as, as average as average gets.
1: Average Joe? Yeah,
3: exactly. You play both sides of the ball, you learn two positions at least. At minimum, you learn two positions. And, and, and so, you, you learn your two positions to, you know, if somebody goes down on the other side of the ball, hey, Joe, go play the other, you know, you're in like go get a defensive lineman to play some offensive line. Go take a, ta- a tied in and put him at tackle. Figure it out. Figure out how to play these games. I uh, understand. If you don't have if you're down to like under 40 players, that's a little different. But if you've got 40 players, you should figure it out. We're going to talk about that and more as in the last segment of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tied 100.9.
0: A warm afternoon with a partially sunny sky behind today, 85. Fair and pleasant tonight below 63. Cooler tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine behind 79. And a beautiful day on Sunday, sunshine in full supply with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9.
3: Welcome back into Southern Fried Sports, right here on Side One Hundred Point Nine. It's been a fun, fun week sitting in for Travis Ryer. So, Travis, thank you so much for giving me your chair this week, as you've been out in Montana, Butte, Montana, fly fishing, going golfing, sightseeing.
1: Ah, uh, that uh, That was Hannah Montana. That was. Singing oh, there. that
3: was not wow. Hannah Montana. No, I'm, was... I'm kidding. I'm
1: kidding. Wow. Terrible so joke. She's
3: got a real name now. Mm-hmm.
1: That's actually one one of my favorite covers of Jolene. Oh, I just, love it.
3: Let me some Miley Cyrus. She's she, despite her uh, oddities, she's a great musician. Uh, I agree we'll, with that. We'll say that. We'll say that. So we were talking about Charlotte canceling on uh canceling on North Carolina this week. And I I'm, I'm not happy about it to be honest with you. They it canceled because we don't have enough offensive linemen to safely play. And one of the re, one of the things that intrigues me the most about this COVID this COVID season is I want to see these coaches have to make adjustments on the fly. I want, I I, know, obviously I need to say this up front. I don't want anyone to get sick at all. And I don't want anyone to be in quarantine at all, but it's kind of inevitable that people are going to go into quarantine and, and, and players are going to, you know, not be allowed to play because of contact, contact tracing. But I want to see these Nick Sabans, these Ed Orgeron's, these Mark, these coaches, uh, the Lincoln Riley's of the world, Ryan days of the world have to adjust. Jim Harbaugh's of the world have to adjust to, Oh man, I only have one quarterback and it's my walk on. It's my walk on and like, Oh crap. Or we only have, we only have one running back. The rest of them are out or we don't have any running backs or whatever the case may be. You can take away any position group or the majority of a position group. And I want to see these Gus Malzons figure it out and see what they do. Throw the defensive line in an offensive guard, Bring, bring a tight end down to tackle. Take a guy who used to play quarterback in high school and make him play quarterback this week. F- figure it out. I, I think that's going to be one of the more entertaining parts of the season. And I don't want to see these games canceled. Now, obviously, it doesn't matter for Charlotte or for North Carolina because it, it's not going to matter for conference seating or for college football playoffs. But once we get it for for, for, the, for the SEC, when we're playing all SEC games, I don't want us to be lining up against Ole Miss and Lankin to say, "Well, I don't have John Rice Plumley this week, so uh, can we cancel? Can we postpone? Can we can we play on Wednesday of next week?" No, just figure it out without John Rice Plumley. Figure you know, figure out Ed Orgeron, Figure it out without Miles Brennan, and and let's play the game. Play with who you got. You know, dance with who brought you. Play with who you got.
5: Here's my only thing. And I know in the last segment, I was like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I am very intrigued to see how these coaches are going to figure it out. But I have one little wrinkle for this one, uh, for this game, because it's Charlotte and North Carolina. Now, listen, I don't know much about Charlotte. I don't know about their team or their football, or they're like, kind of like their football history. But I know North Carolina is a really good ACC team. Yeah, they are. And I'm assuming, like most of these first couple games are, except for the SEC, because, again, we don't have out of conference games. Um, this is kind of like a warm-up game for both teams. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's going to come in. They're probably going to lose. North Carolina's going to wind up winning. I'm wondering if they just canceled the game because they're like, hey, we're going to lose anyways, so why should oh, we come do on! This? But
3: you're not going to get the, ch- the paycheck that your program that your program needs to survive.
5: I mean, they're still going to play the rest of the year. They're still going to get the money for the rest of the games for the rest of the year. Against yeah, the sure. North you don't have, is the world. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, you didn't get the North Carolina money, but there's still money to be made if you're looking at it in that realm. Or so you don't
1: that- care about safety? No, I. You don't. Do. You don't I care do that care about- the the players could get sick. No, you don't care that do. they're doing this I, better safe than sorry.
5: I completely care about safety, but I'm fairly certain that they're like, listen, we're already down. Why are we going to do this to ourselves? And also, no. also, I want to make one point, okay? Especially with college, uh, D line, O line. I mean, do we know how technical it is and how many calls and little signals and audibles that all these guys need to know? So, yes, Joe, I agree. A D lineman should be able to go and, and play at offensive guard. I agree with that. I mean, you need to have some versatility. If the NFL says, hey, we need you to play tackle, you need to be able to play tackle. I completely understand that. But you're also asking these players who are going through in their own position groups and learning a certain scheme, certain play calls, whatever, to, hey, listen, I need you to stop learning that right now and then come to the other side and learn guard and you haven't played guard since high school are, are you really asking these players to be able to do that
1: no here here's what i'm asking the players this this is what i need hello you play to win you the game you play to win the game you know, it doesn't matter who you play it doesn't matter you play to win the game you don't just show, you don't just not play because you're going to get blown out I mean if that were the case we wouldn't have conference playing non-conference games and things like that. Okay. You show up to play when you're supposed to be there. there there's nothing about I, I, why would a team tank? That's just I don't it's think it's silly they're tanking. to
5: me. I don't think they're tanking, but you're telling me New Mexico State comes into Brian Denny Stadium, they believe they're going to win?
1: No. Okay, but what so I am saying
5: is that they're up? not just not going to show up. I mean, okay, and I'm not saying that that I don't I also don't I also want to make this clear as well. I don't think this is a player decision. Obviously, this comes from a higher up somewhere, but I am probably the the commissioner of the Big Ten. The The coach went to his administration
3: and said, hey, man, I only have two offensive linemen who are starters, and the rest of my guys are in quarantine. Can we just cancel this week? And the administration's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. But
5: But also, North Carolina has to also be in on this, right? They also have to get a phone call from their administration, their coaches, and they probably were like, yeah, you know what? This probably isn't worth the risk. Is that a possibility? But Charlotte did the canceling. Okay, you know, sure, you can blame it on somebody, but I bet you they had a conversation about it.
3: Uh, I just hate it. Like you, you dummy down the system for the defensive lineman switching to offense. You say, hey, you can make that happen. Yeah, y- y- you simplify everything and you just deal with it. And you you put the game on, you get your paycheck. Now, obviously, the players aren't probably seeing any of that, but it's, but it's vital. Okay. It's, it's vital to okay. the to the
1: athletic uh, the athletics uh, organizations. Did they, you not see? Remember the Titans? I mean. Come on, he couldn't play defense, so they brought the running back in. I mean, yeah, but
5: again, you know, and and Joe, you made a great point here, especially with everything that's been going on this past year about how we're trying to get players to make a little bit money off their, their likeness and everything like that. And a lot of these players, but you got to play. You,
3: but you got to play to get that likeness.
5: But also, there's the other end of the coin going. Why am I going to play and put myself out there for this and not really receive the benefit? I can see some players saying that. I can see it, especially this year. Now do I
3: agree? And then you fired. You are cool. off the team. Yeah, you're, you're cut. Yeah, you fired. You fired? Yeah. fired.
5: Yeah, you're gonna Donald Trump apprentice that's, that's me. That's right. You fired a <laughs> <and> point <laughs> exactly. right. Exactly.
3: Get off the team. You don't <laughs> want to play tackle. I'm giving you a starting position right now. You're off the team. Like I said,
5: I get it. I understand both sides here. I'm just, I'm just trying to show that. Hey, hey Le'Bron
3: Ray, I really need an offensive guard this week.
1: Can you do it? You right. don't care about safety. Also, well, first of all. No, no, you half. don't care about safety. That's a safety. lie and a half. No. Yeah, that's a lie and a hey, half. Hey, Christian
3: Harris, I need a running back. I know you did it in high school. Yo, Slade yeah, Bolden. Can do that. Yo, yeah. Slade Bolden. But I need a talking, quarterback.
5: We're talking Alabama that has at least two or three five stars. You're waiting about two or three uh, depth charts down you're looking at. I mean, you have guys that are ready you to figure go. figure it out with Braxton Barker. You figure yeah, it you, out. Of course. But okay, but we're talking Alabama. Charlotte, I don't think,
3: has that. But you figure it out with them. You okay. moved. Move across. You say, "Hey, man, you want to offer you? You want some playing time? That's um, all I ever yeah. wanted in oh, high school. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, extremely I average that. athlete over here. All I wanted was playing time. I don't care. Play me at whatever position will get me on the field, coach.
5: I don't know, man. I mean, especially with a game where you know you're going in and you're probably gonna lose.
3: I don't think that factors uh, in. We're I feel like probably it does. Gonna lose. I feel like
5: I feel like it does. Like part of me does believe it because." Again, these first weeks, you're looking at, hey, we're trying to get everybody warmed up. We're trying to get everybody ready to go. I can see that being the case, and that's probably why they said no. It's weak. It's weak. weak. I I mean, listen, we don't have to like it. It's just it is what it is.
3: I I just hope that the SEC makes these teams play, and that's my bottom line. Makes them play. Makes them figure it out. All right, that's Southern Fried Sports for the day. I'm Joe Gaither, joined by James Benedetto and James Ludeman. Find me on the Twitter at gather 6 at James underscore Benedetto and at James Ludeman. Coming up next, Jay Barker Show. We'll have Ryan Fowler on the game 2-6. to six. We're doing Friday Night Lights 6-9 and Captain Ray's last call ten 10-11. Find all the great high school sports reporting on Tide109.com and, T- and TuscaloosaThread.com later on tonight. A
4: brand new start of it
5: In a- If I can make it there,
4: I'll make it. Thank you for living.